Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Howard J. Dingers. And this is Three Count Review. Welcome to Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live Review. Do I have everybody's attention now? Welcome to the most must-hear WSUW Sports Podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I'm your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers, and I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Connor J.D. Moore. <laughs> yeah? Ben- <laughs> so let's just recap real quick. You had a really weird three weeks, and now the past 72 hours have been... Also weird. But in a different context, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was so. a bad weird the first time. Oh, it was, oh, was god-awful the first I mean, I mean, we were talking about it the other day, how, like, uh, between, like, you and Laura and a couple other people, like, literally saw the way, like, the, like, as far as, like, facial, re- like, uh, facial, like, reaction-wise and just, like, body language mm-hmm. and even exhaustion-wise, you guys saw, like, just, like, the wear and tear yeah. the last three weeks I had on me. And now the past 72 hours have been a better weird. <laughs> Yeah. Good, weird. Yeah. Good, weird. Good, weird. Good. Good, weird. And I mean, good in comparison, but like, w- and definitely weird as far as I don't know how to handle. Uh, sh- sh- should should I just tell them what the hell happened? Sure. All right. Cool. All right. So make, make it somewhat brief because we have a big, a pretty decent review to go through. But. Long story short, Monday had a really good interview with some with two really great people. Uh, one of which one of which one of her WSG president, and the other which is somebody on the women's basketball team, Olivia Freckman. The next day, the Warhawk Voices thing comes out, and I'm being highlighted for the work I do at TV. And I was like, okay, this is weird, and everyone's texting me about it. Today, as I wake up, I get texted and sent links about everything because it is now on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everything. And anyone who knows me knows that I – people say I'm just way too humble for my own good. I don't see it as me being humble. I just see it as me being – I just don't know how to handle or right. how to react to half this stuff. So, yeah, it's been a good weird. Good. It's been a good weird, good. but weird nevertheless. Glad to see you back on track. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the haircut. You think so? Like all your problems were in your hair. Oh. <laughs> you just cut them away. <laughs> Speaking of, by the way, yes. I did kind of want to bring this up. I'm going to bring this up with the boys. I yeah. wanted to do that fast lane, but now I'm getting I'm getting the itch. I think it's time. You think it's time? I, have I you con- time. Have you consulted Laura? I consulted Laura the first day we started dating, and she was like, yeah, I hate it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> She's not a fan of long hair, which is fine. I told her I was going to keep it as long as I want to. <laughs> but now it's also coming down to I don't necessarily think it looks good anymore. Okay. It's also becoming – it's it's very high maintenance. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, and it, it, this is what I was telling Josh, and he doesn't necessarily believe me, but I, if I wasn't in a relationship now, I would – tough it out and stick it through mm-hmm. for the whole bet yeah but josh in his intoxicated self told me that i wouldn't owe him anything if i broke the bet it's only a one it's a one-sided bet he's a dumbass so i i have like i i'll have no penalty for actually doing it so basically the only thing holding you back from doing it is you yeah like i kind of want to keep it i don't want to regret cutting it right but at the same time right now i'm like okay now i don't really want that to was kind of me when, when i cut mines yeah but it was the same thing it was a mix of 
it, it was getting super weird to maintain because right. I I couldn't even wear I couldn't even wear my like headphones without like taking them off and then a freaking dent yep. smack in the middle. I was like, yep. okay, this is weird. That's how it was at Hawk Talk yesterday. And then it was just like, uh, and then it was kind of just like, all right, it's just getting this is becoming too much. I gotta cut it. It's about time, you know. And it feels good. I like this look. Yeah, I, mean, I like this look a lot better. Yeah, it's past my nose. Yeah, it's crazy. Eat my hair. You don't. It's in my mouth right now. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it's getting ridiculously long, and it it looks decent when I style it, and it sits right, but then it still <laughs> falls. And then, but that's a whole other process too, trying to style it. I and know, everything. and and, the, and that's the thing. It's getting so long that it falls, even when I use the strongest hair shit that I've ever found, and it's. Yeah, I don't know. So it's... Is it getting time? I think it's getting time. What's the ETA? Like, possibly next week. Oh, shit. Possibly okay. before Fastlane, I'm thinking about All it. right. We'll see. I don't know. But, yeah, that's an update. Do you have any input on that? I don't... I think people, people have seen my hair, I think. I would say so. Maybe. I don't know. But if you have any input, feel free to tweet me. Instagram, we're on, we're on there, too. Let me know your opinion. Long hair. Long hair don't care or time for the time for the multiple haircut there. So snip snip. Snip snip. <laughs> um, anyway, let's dive into this raw review. It is Wednesday. So that means it is three count review time. As you've heard by the intro of the show. Not the usual intro. We're changing things up a little bit. Just for Wednesdays though. Just for Wednesdays. Uh so we're gonna talk about Monday Night Raw, which was a great show. And I do not say that. Ever. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> About Monday. <laughs> like, I was genuinely surprised. Now, the middle did lack a little bit. I. But there was some good stuff. I did not middle. see the middle. No. I I watched the first, like, hour or so, and then I went to the library to take care of my capstone paper, and by the time I got back, Raw was just ending. The Quick summary. Beginning was great. Yep. The ending was also great, but for different reasons. They mm-hmm. were both fantastic segments, but for very different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a middle part, which was very interesting and build, built intrigue for people to watch, which I enjoy. There's, you know, you can't just put all your eggs in a basket in one show, right? And then expect people to watch. Right. I can tell you exactly where I stopped watching. Okay. And then in, and then there's the, these all these other little middle bits where there was. One segment that's very damaging to all four people. <laughs> there was... All oh, four. Yeah. There was one that was very thrown together at the last minute, and we'll get to that. And it could be interesting. I, I, it's also a little damaging. There's a lot. There's a lot. So, let, I guess let's just dive in. I was going to say, as we go on, I'll tell you exactly where it was where I tuned out. So, for obvious reasons, I can I can tell you why you tuned into the first segment. Uh, yeah. Why everyone? I'm. I'm. I actually should look at the ratings because I'm sure the ratings for the first hour were monumental. <laughs> like this was crazy. So obviously it was built up that Roman Reigns was coming back to make an announcement, and Roman Reigns comes out to a huge ovation. He's finally getting the crowd reaction. Oh, so there we go. Yeah. I'm, I like. I like how he made a joke. He was like, "Wow, they yeah, actually cheered yeah, me." Yeah. No. Oh. And it, he made a comment. About about not wanting to share at one point, and the crowd booed him a little bit, and you could see that look at his face, like, "Crap, here we go, here, here it is, it's back." <laughs> but then they started cheering again, and he's like, "Okay, cool." Um, you could see the little like panic in his eyes. He's like, um, "Oh boy!" But he he came out. He's wearing his new tank top with the what? What was it? It was a we we fight, we overcome, we believe. You're, and 
as soon as he came out in that shirt, I knew what was happening. Yep. I mean, I didn't. I was I was worried about something, but I I saw the shirt. And uh, by the way, I really like how it mixed uh, his logo. Mm In with and, like and, a ribbon, and, yeah, with the leukemia ribbon, because yeah, uh, orange. because or, orange is the it's, color of yeah, leukemia. Yeah. yeah, so it's literally the the RR, but they stem into like a ribbon at the bottom. It's all orange. It says we fight, we overcome, we believe. And as soon as I saw overcome, I was like, okay, we're good. And I am going to look that up right now. I think you I, should. And I, I I'm want hoping it. that some of that T-shirt pro, pro, prof, profits, profits Jesus goes to some sort of. I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet that they do. I would hope. <laughs> um, I can answer. I can probably answer that question. Real but quick. yeah, so I mean, long story short, Roman came out and he thanked everyone. He said the prayers and the uh, everything on social media was overwhelming. He said, uh, even though the whole obviously religion thing isn't my cup of tea, it works for people. He said that you know God's inbox was over or overflowing. It was full because of all the support. It wasn't just the WWE universe. It was everyone. Um, he just receives so much support. And um, the the fans were chanting, this is your yard. And he said, I don't go off the cuff very much, but let me just try this real quick. This is our yard now. <laughs> I, was, I thought that was really cool. Um, so, And basically, he finally cut to the chase. He said, I'm in remission, y'all. And that was one of the biggest pops I've heard in a long time uh, for anyone not named Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. And it... It was it was amazing. It was a genuinely great moment. Now everyone who has listened to our wrestling stuff before knows I'm not a fan of Roman Reigns and everyone, character. And everyone knows that I am. You are. Yeah. But as as far as Joanne Wiley goes, you know, the person, I obviously you can't hate him. He's a great guy. He's, yeah. he's he a, does he does so much for the company. He does so much for the company. He's a great family guy, mm-hmm. you know, like he he's he's just a good dude. I, you, I hate the character because of creative and how they've handled him and all that stuff. There's nothing – I have nothing personal against Roman Reigns, the actual person. Um, so this was just a, a genuinely great moment. It, it really was. He he said, uh, we didn't just we didn't just swing for the fence. We, we hit, hit a home run. run. And four months. Four months after four he months. after it came back and began undergoing treatment, he's already in remission. Remission – Literally jobs. It was a squash match. He squashed leukemia. Yeah. How to make Roman look strong, right? (laughs) Damn. Like that. It's 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 incredible. I I was gonna say wrestling aside, that's just. So my God. The report is that Roman found out about two weeks ago that he was you know in In remission, remission. and then he decided that he was ready to come back to the ring. So he started training for a couple weeks. His pictures of him training, he looks incredible. I thought he looked really good here. He looked very lean. Towards the end of his He's yeah, towards lean. the end of his run last year before he had to leave, he was getting bigger. Yeah. And not like good bigger. Like he was getting a little he was getting a little chubby. It was I wouldn't necessarily say he had that a little bil- bit of I don't know if it was so much chub, but he was getting a little bit more built for a guy whose offense was a little bit more. I mean, he is supposed Becoming to be a big mobile. power guy, right? But he's, you know, but he looked very lean. He looked mm-hmm. in very good shape. Yeah, he looks like he still looks very muscular, yeah. but lean muscle. So I'm very excited for that. Um, what was my point? Yeah, so like, uh, so then apparently it was middle of the week last week, about Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, somewhere in there. He told Vince that I'm ready to come back. So then Vince put out that tweet that Roman's going to be back on Monday to make the announcement. Um, Outside of a wrestling standpoint, 
little bit cheap to kind of hold that over people's heads for five days. Be like, hey, Roman's coming back to talk about his cancer. <laughs> like, obviously. When he said that, that I think I, at first I was super excited. But then my next thought was, oh, fuck, what's he going to say? Like, like, I was hey, legitimately going to be out for a year. <laughs> right. Like, I was, I was like, terrified for a second. Like, yeah. I did not know what to expect when Roman, uh, before Roman walked through those curtains. Uh, yeah. So, the fans chanted, welcome back. They played his music. And when he first came out, he high-fived everyone in the front row. Mm -hmm. Literally everyone in the front row. Mm -hmm. Hugged his mom. Hugged his... His wife. His wife. And he hugged The some... Rock's mom. Yep. Who was also there, which made me like, ooh. Because <laughs> The Rock was in Atlanta. Uh, plugging the movie so there were reports that he was going to be there but i i thought about it later i was like that really would have took away from the moment yeah if, if the rock just so, make if the rock's music hits that's it if, becomes about the rock right. at that point um but someone else's music hit burn it down played seth came out super cool yeah apparently when that happened i had just finished like tearing oh, yeah. up i weeped after yeah. that i was like i hate this uh it was supposed to be Seth and Dean going out there. Yeah. But Dean told them he wasn't going to. Dean was very emotional in the back because really? a lot yeah, like, where'd you, where Yeah, uh, did you hear all this from Observer? I think so. I, I Russell Talk, Observer, you know, wherever. Mm -hmm. Apparently, so the first time when Roman announced his leukemia was back, mm -hmm. no one knew except for Vince, Triple H, Stephanie, Kevin Dunn, and one other producer. So the execs. Yes, the exact, the top people. Not even creative because, remember, they, they – Vince knew? Yeah. I didn't I didn't I mean I can kind of figure yeah. it out. I didn't even knew trips and stuff. They no. just said, Hey, Roman's gonna make an announcement. You have to write basically the rest of the script based on his announcement. You'll see in a little bit. And then they did And so that. they literally did that show on the exact on the fly. I mean the the segments that included Roman, Seth and Dean. Mm -hmm. the, the rest of the show was pretty fun. Right. Um so the same situation was happening here where only those top execs knew mm -hmm. Seth and Dean didn't. So when Dean was hearing that in the back he, he got extremely emotional. I'm sure Seth did too, but, you know. Seth, Seth I want to say Seth. I mean, Seth when Seth came out, like, he, Seth isn't leaving the company, so he still kind of has to do this stuff. Right, like, Seth looks like, I mean, in comparison, Seth, when Seth came out, when, they, oh. when he made the announcement, he was, like, Seth's reaction made me weep more Seth than. Seth was, yeah. And then when Seth came out, you could literally see he was like a kid in a candy store. He was, like, super happy. He was, he was ecstatic. Apparently, right. Dean was super emotional. He didn't want to go out there. Emotional, like, as in, like, holy crap, my friend's back? I guess, yeah. Right. I, I, I'm not exactly sure. But he, he turned down going out there, which is fine. So then they rewrote that's the the segment that we're going to talk about uh, later. So we'll come back to that. But uh, dude, great moment. It was it was incredible. Yeah, one of the best segments ever. Because Roman, shockingly, when Roman doesn't have a script in front of him, he's a great promo. When anyone has a script in front of him, they have a good. Promo. Yes, one hundred percent. Scripted promos are bad and. I, okay, I, I see nothing about it being actually there might be because they they have the t-shirts and they have the wristbands. The oh, believe that's in cool. the fight wristbands. I yeah. I, oh I, wow, the wristbands are already out of stock. I believe it. That's really cool. All right, so the first match we had of the night. This was one of the ones I had. I have a problem with. Mm -hmm. We have the tag team champions, the Revival, in a non-title match versus Alistair Black and Ricochet. This match went probably five minutes, and it was basically a squash match where Ricochet didn't even get tagged in. Ricochet was doing stuff on the outside, jumping over people, hitting people, you know, doing his fly, high-flying shtick, which is great. It's a good way to showcase him. It'll get him over eventually. But it was just Alistair and Ricochet beating up on the Revival, Black Mass out of nowhere, 
one, two, three, Alistair Black wins. Now, yeah, yeah go on. I love. <laughs> I like that they're pushing these guys. Obviously, I want them to push these guys. Yes. But now, since the Revival have won the Tag Team Championships three weeks ago, they lost to DIY last week, and now they've lost to these guys clean. There's got to be another tag team that they could have done this with. Yeah, I'm just not... My thing is, and this kind of carries over to Raw and SmackDown, I'm A-okay with getting the NXT guys over because that's I mean... That's what you're supposed to do. They were they were four of the top guys yeah, on NXT. But should but you I, sacrifice your champions? You shouldn't sacrifice. You shouldn't sacrifice your champions. You shouldn't. You shouldn't sacrifice some of your more ex, like established, upper mid to uh, to borderline main level um, or main event level calibers just for the sake of the NXT guys. I mean, yeah. I get. I mean, I get putting them over. But there's putting over, and then there's legitimately being squashed by NXT like, call ups. They did this better. Black and Ricochet are a tag team now. Randomly. And they're, they're in the Dusty Rhodes. Spoiler for NXT. They're in the Dusty Rhodes Classic 2, mm -hmm. which is fine. It's whatever. They do that all the time. Finn and Samoa Joe won the first one. You know, they do right. that kind of stuff all the time. So I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm glad it's somewhat of continuity. They did a better job of this on SmackDown, where it was a more competitive tag team match. I'm struggling to remember who they faced. I don't know. I didn't watch... Hold on. It'll come to me. Black and Ricochet. Who did they face on SmackDown? Give me a sec. Give me a sec. <laughs> oh, Nakamura and Rusev. Oh, yeah. Which you would think you would push the tag champs and give them a better match against these guys on a three-hour show rather than giving a better match to Nakamura and Rusev, who aren't champions and aren't even a legit tag team. But, uh, it's, it's, but Rusev is really good at putting people over. True. And true. And Shinsuke has been. And we'll and we'll come back to that yeah. match because obviously we're gonna do a SmackDown. But but like they, it was a competitive match. It put both teams over. Yeah. And it was a surprise victory with the Black Mass instead of. I mean, this obviously all of them are gonna be surprises most likely, um, unless he does a squash match. But yeah, I I I just have a problem, and also. I've noticed quickly, and we'll come to this also on the SmackDown thing, but Aleister Black, you can already tell that they like Aleister more than Ricochet, which is a little sad. I mean, I'm not going to complain about it because I'm in love with Aleister Black, but, like, it's, it sucks for Ricochet because Black has literally he, – he, he got both pinfalls. He is the one – and, like, in the SmackDown match, Ricochet gets worked over more, and Black's the one that gets the hot tag and comes in to win. Like, that type of thing. You can already see that they're pushing him a little more than Ricochet, which, again, I'm fine with. I was going to say, I feel like Party is okay with that because oh, Alistair's your guy. But Ricochet's amazing. Oh, I love Ricochet. Ricochet is phenomenal, and he he shouldn't be getting that treatment. They should be facing someone like the Ascension and, like, squashing them. They should both hit their finishers at the same time mm -hmm. and get a double pin or something. You know what I mean? You need to be pushing both guys equally at this point. But... Again, I'm not going to complain if Alistair Black ends up with a title shot at Mania, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, not much. I, I pretty much went through everything. So, let's see. Bobby Roode and Chad Gable were shown watching, uh, <laughs> noted here, at a relatively normal angle. Because <laughs> you know how they like to watch TV in the back. Mm -hmm. Fucking stupid. Um but yeah, it, it was a decent match. So then we went backstage, and this segment was cringy, but I liked it at the same time. Is this, so 
Charlie Caruso oh, was doing Baron Corbin. Oh, God. this one made me want to throw a brick it at did, the TV. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I like this. Because, like, Corbin's supposed to be this this heel that everyone hates. So this kind of stuff works. Yeah, but did he really? I know. Some of the, some of the language and some of the... The context. You know what? Now that Roman's back, it's almost more acceptable. Is it? I think so. They were saying this kind of stuff when he was actually sick. That's true. You know? Oh, you almost said Dean took it there with this. Exactly. So, so yeah, okay. you're right. So, uh, Charlie asked Baron about him making light of Roman's leukemia back in October and wondered how he would react if he saw Reigns because, you know, Corbin said a while ago that uh, – he hopes Roman never comes back. He mm-hmm. literally, th- those were some of his words back in October. Um, Corbin tried to downplay it and said he was stressed out at the time. And he said, nobody, not even Roman, could understand what he was going through. <laughs> yeah, the moment he said that, the crap, like, I, oh my. Which is like, come on, like, that's a good, like, that's. That's that's heel heat. That's really that's, good that's, heel that's, heat. That's, in that my is, opinion. That is major it's heel terrible. heat. terrible. <laughs> Uh, from a human being from standpoint. From a human being standpoint, it's terrible <laughs> to be like, yeah, that guy who just went through cancer, yeah, it was harder for me to run this company. <laughs> like, I will say props to Baron for, like, just, like, him as a person be, exactly. with, with crea- when creative comes up to him and tells him, like, hey, you really got to make yourself look like you had it worse than the guy that had cancer. H- him and, and, Ni- for, and for him to be like, okay, yeah, let's right. do this. I know this is shitty, but I got to do it. Him and Naya have been really good the past couple months leaning into the real-life heat that they have. Mm-hmm. I really – I. I got to give them both props yeah. for doing that. Um, and then he said uh, he hopes for Roman's sakes, r- for Roman's sake, they don't cross paths tonight. I was like, okay, that's setting something up. Good. Um, so backstage, oh, so they started, th- this was an overarching story. Obviously, Ric Flair's birthday party was coming up. Awesome. That was going to be the main event of the show. So they built it up huge throughout the whole night. They showed a red carpet. Shawn Michaels wearing an NXT hat uh, showed up backstage. And all of a sudden, he was embraced with Johnny Gargano. And did you see Johnny Gargano's tweet about this? I did not. He said, sorry, guys, Candace couldn't make it tonight, so I found myself a different date. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Shawn Michaels. Awesome. Can, awesome I just, can I just say that I don't know what has happened with me in the last couple of months, but Johnny Gargano has, like, catapulted to, like, my top like my top five favorites right now. Like, he, active. Like, he's, he's just catapulted. He's incredible. I, I can't wait for what he actually does in the main roster. Same. Um, he didn't do anything this week. That was the only no. time we saw him. Even though he had a scheduled match on SmackDown against Cesaro. Yep. Got changed. No idea why. Neither do I. When no one knows. Are they gonna... Cesaro just tweeted, I hope hard subject. To yep, I saw that tweet and died. <laughs> awesome. Um, they showed tweets from Trish Stratus, Vince McMahon, and Todd Gurley, and even ESPN. Yep. Uh, wishing Ric Flair happy birthday. And then there was a video from Snoop Dogg, which was awesome because Snoop Dogg is awesome. So then we had Elias in the uh, in the ring. And before, uh, of course, this is his new gimmick. Before he could do anything, Lacey Evans came out. And speaking of new gimmicks, Lacey Evans sauntered down the ramp, got to the end of the ramp, turned around, and left. Right, she has they done do? this on every show. Yep. For the past three weeks. And did she do it on a she did it at Chamber too. Yeah. And literally after Chamber, Ryan Alvarez was like, that's her new gimmick. Mark my words, she's going to do this for the next four weeks. <laughs> you know what? Good call. Because <laughs> that's all she has been doing. <sighs> so then Elias was about to start again, interrupted by Dean Ambrose. Interestingly interestingly enough, 
Ambrose came out to his music without sirens. Oh, and then I noticed that. Then after when, but he, then left, when he left, there were sirens. Are sirens. I was confused by that. I don't know if that was a mistake or what, but I'm hoping they take the sirens out. I don't like the sirens. I kind of dig the sirens. Nah, I don't like them. Uh, especially because it starts with a siren. I like his theme song at the actual start, like the revving of the engine, whatever it is. Uh, but anyway, he comes out and he says uh, he's in a good mood and he's celebrating. Uh, he want oh. He said he was in a festive mood and wanted a rematch with Drew McIntyre. This time, he wanted it to be a no-disqualification match. Um, Elias started playing, and Ambrose asked if he was trying to play him off stage. Uh, Ambrose called Atlanta a fascinating place that was good enough to host the Super Bowl, but not, but never to win it. Great line. <laughs> Great line. Um, he is better as a heel. Ambrose asked him to play a couple songs. He was like, oh, you know this one? Do you know this one? He was like, how about Dirty Deeds? And Elias was like, yeah, I could probably play that. He turns around. He's like, I, I could probably finesse something. He turns around, and he tries to hit him with a guitar. Ambrose ducks, hits him with Dirty Deeds, obviously, and then leaves. <laughs> no, Ambrose right now is amazing. Because <laughs> yeah, he, he's gone, so he doesn't give a – He doesn't give a – he doesn't all. care it's literally like batista from 2009 where they just don't care and it's amazing and i love it because he knows he's out right so he's like screw it why not yeah i'm just i'm just gonna kick it he's fantastic i'm just gonna uh, kick it while i'm going to mania and then i'm gonna take my check and leave apparently oh boy and this is this was a report this was not 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 confirmed this was one person reporting so take it with a pinch of salt but apparently roman's backstage job right now is to talk Ambrose into staying. Really? Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, I mean, if there is anyone backstage that could, it probably is Roman. Yeah. So then, yeah. So then another backstage segment, Ricky Steamboat was there talking to one of the reporters, probably for a web interview. So then we had, this was one of the better segments. So women's champion Ronda Rousey and Natalia facing Ruby Riot and Sarah Logan of the riot squad so this match went about nine minutes but about at the nine and a half minute mark in comes becky lynch which was awesome she's still great it's awesome to see her every uh, time you didn't like this segment it's they're doing exactly what i mentioned a few like about a week ago or so what i fear they're doing and they're really just it's because it's not even milking it. It's become watered down now. True. It is becoming very, very watered down. It's going to the point where, like I said, the only saving grace mm -hmm. is the fact that it's Becky Lynch. If this was anyone else's, this whole spiel would have been dead to me by now. Fair enough. Becky's the only reason I'm still like, I was like, okay, you get a pass because you're Becky. Because she's great. Right. Um, so she came out and it was weird because Natalia was beating up Ruby on the outside, obviously, mm -hmm. babyface with the advantage and Becky Becky Lynch just says screw it and just starts wailing on Natalia with the crutch Ronda comes out and they start fighting and they brawl for a while blah 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 fit Finley and then the cops show up not the real cops uh and they pull Lynch away Rousey was getting pulled back by fit Finley and Jamie Noble and the crowd chanted for Lynch as the, the cops took her away. Becky had a great line while she was getting taken out. She said, they robbed me of my title shot. Arrest them. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah. And, th and then we went to commercial break. I was like, okay, run-of-the-mill segment. Whatever. I'm kind of getting sick of Becky just running in, like you said. But then we come back from break. Natalia's being helped up the ramp by Rousey and officials. 
Rousey then grabs her title and marched back into the ring, grabbed a microphone, and she called out Vince. She said, Vince, just get out here. You need to, you need to reinstate uh, Becky. Stephanie comes out instead of Vince. And, and, and you know, she said, whatever. Uh, but you can still do that. Reinstate Becky. I want this fight. And mm-hmm. Stephanie said, uh, we just saw Lynch get arrested and loaded into a police car. I think this was the last segment that I watched okay. until I turned it off. I, I think. There might be. There, I think the next segment was might have been okay. the next one that I turned um, it off at. And Rousey didn't care. She wanted her reinstated. Stephanie said it wasn't that easy and reiterated that Rousey's opponent at Mania was Charlotte Flair. Uh, Stephanie said she didn't want this either, but this was Lynch's fault. Becky Becky did this to Becky. Becky screwed Becky. That's where we're going with this. Becky screwed Becky. Beck screwed Beck. Screwed Beck. <sighs> I... We are – they're really – okay, the whole Stone Cold Becky Lynch thing was funny as a joke, and now it's becoming just – I'm holding out judgment until we actually get to Mania because what happened next – really intrigued me yep i liked it too so ronda cut this really long-winded promo she fumbled her lines a couple times she's still not great on the mic she's improving but she's still not great uh but eventually she she had a couple good lines about uh she said it should be a triple threat for the first ever main event um stephanie said no she got in her face and demanded the match stephanie reminded her who her boss was and rousey responded i'm not your worker Oh, okay. She also then referred to her Raw Women's Championship as a belt, which <clears throat> any hardcore wrestling fan knows Vince does not like that word. <laughs> belts. He does not like calling them belts because he feels that makes them feel more abject and not special. He feels it makes them feel like a uh, like a piece of clothing instead of a championship. So, understandable, but... Okay, Rhonda. Um, hey, I mean, when Paul Heyman helps write the promos. True. Uh, yeah, so she said uh, she – Rousey said she would represent the title as long as it represented the best, but it doesn't represent that if she's just defending it against their chosen one. She also made a comment about not even liking the way the belt looks. What? I didn't hear yeah, that. Yeah, she was like, it's, this belt's not even my style. Yikes. Rousey said it was time for them to make the tough decision and the right decision. Nope, that's not what she said. I remember that line. She said Vince Vince said that he always has to make the tough tough decisions, but it's time for him to make the right decision. Right. That's and, what the line And then was. also mentioning something about doing what's best I for business. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's fine. Uh so then Oh yeah, so then she she laid the title belt in front of stephanie's feet mm-hmm. and then left like i was so i was so thrown off by that because it's like okay did she relinquish the title is she just leaving and then i like how they picked it up later at the end of the break where like steph is like still in shit yeah so yeah and trips is just like like where is she where is she where is she yeah they're backstage and she and she's Stephanie's literally walking around with Triple H, like looking at the belt. Like, like she looked like she like lost a child. Like she's holding like a she's dying like, child or something. And yeah. that's what I'm thinking too. Like this. I, okay, I, I want to state this right now. I still think they're doing the triple threat. Yeah, they are for sure doing yes. the triple threat. But I think much to this, my d- dislike, but they're doing fair. it. I I like the idea of the triple threat. 
I think this plays perfectly into people's thinking where people can start fantasy booking now where I already have, even though I know what's going to be the end result. You can start fantasy booking in your head where maybe Rousey did just relinquish the title. Charlotte can fight someone else for the championship because that's what she wants. Mm -hmm. And Becky and Charlotte can have, or Becky and Ronda can have an unsanctioned match at WrestleMania. There's a lot of different things that can go through fans' mind when you do this kind of stuff. It throws a lot of doubt. And that's where I like, I I enjoy the storyline because there is real-life fear that Vince doesn't want Becky to be the the man. Mm -hmm. And pulling her out of these matches and actually screwing her out of these opportunities plays into that real life fear and i think it's i think it's really good yeah they're doing a good this is the one good thing the one good thing that they're doing with this segment the thing that's just worries me is that they're watering that the becky coming out I, thing is yeah, watered I, down but this new dynamic that they did as kind of like all right i'm intrigued again before and i was just like oh charlotte has a match or oh ronda has a match insert becky random at any point at her now that the belt is Relinquished, relinquished air quote, um, and Charlotte is a and Charlotte said that she's going back on Monday to yeah. for her crowning. A, we know something's going to happen, right. but I I'm very intrigued to know what the thing is going to be now. Uh, it it the thing for me if they to, to save this whole feud is they got to keep throwing in wrinkles like they did on Monday. Yeah, if they keep throwing in those those like interesting little wrinkles they'd be like all right i'm in for the long haul bring on mania if they kept on doing the whole interfere right. ban ban someone have them interfere again rinse repeat i would have been like can we just i would have been like i don't care about the match anymore the main event means nothing to me but these wrinkles make me more intrigued next we had jinder mahal in the ring with the Singh brothers and Ugh. he was <laughs> this was rough oh i turned it off right in the middle when mahal was speaking that's okay. when i left to the library oh so. so you don't even know what happened okay cool i don't so uh he he was wondering why he wasn't invited to Flair's birthday, blah blah blah. So he said he was so upset that oh he's issuing an open challenge. Oh wait, no, I know who comes out for this. He, yeah, never, he, never mind. He I left after the match to anyone who was invited to the party. Yeah, Kurt Angle comes out. Mm-hmm. Cool. I was hoping it was uh, who. Uh, I mean, I I get my hopes up for these open challenges all the time. Kurt Angle's not bad. Um. This was a match between two former WWE champions. Did not feel like it. Well, one's old and one, <laughs> well, one the company forgot. One the company, <sighs> company just dist- put them back in the discard bin after they realized, oh, we got we got our Saudi audience watching. All right, back to job and you go. Uh, this was a three-minute match. Couple uh, triple German, uh, angle slam. I think it's oh. Angle slipped through the Colossus attempt and applied the ankle lock for the submission win. And then Angle killed both of the Singh brothers with suplexes afterwards. I don't know what it is about the Singh brothers. I don't know if they're really good sellers or if they're lighter than people think they are. But every time they get suplexed, it looks like they land on their head. Like the second suplex that I don't remember which Singh brother it was, but the second suplex to the Singh brother looked like he just straight up got dropped on his head. It looked terrible. And I get worried every time they get suplexed. Question for you. What's the next segment? Because I actually, I was in and out. <laughs> Tell me what the next segment is. Because there was that one point. I can't remember when I stopped watching. But there was one point where I like turned it off. Because I, I had watched a match. And then I was like, okay, I need to like go get work done. So I stopped. Okay, so here's what happened next. Okay. 
Alexa Bliss's music hit. Yes, I was there for this. So I was watching. I got really excited because I like Alexa Bliss. Right? I love Alexa. Yeah. So she she starts coming out. Her music hits, and I was really excited. And then they pan to the stage, and there are those freaking chairs for the Moment of Bliss segment. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me right now. She's cleared to wrestle. Quit these They're running her at house segments. shows. They're run- Quit these stupid segments. She, so, she wrestled. They're, let, they're letting her yeah, wrestle at house exactly. shows. Exactly. Yeah. She wrestled on Raw a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I quit with the, these moment of bliss segments suck. They really suck because bliss is not character. this one. Okay, I I will not I enjoy, this one. Okay, I enjoyed this one. I loved this one, but I hate it because Alexa Bliss's character is that she's horny. <laughs> like I I think that's terrible. It is very it's terrible. Aw- it's an awful character because okay, so her guest was Finn Balor. Finn came out, and she congratulated him for winning the title. She said, it's awesome that you have the title, but your title cover up, covers up your abs. And she goes, well, I'm, I have a proposition for you. If you show me your abs, I'll show you my, and then Leo, Leo Rush's music hit, and which, I was pissed. Leo Rush, right? I think everyone actually was. <laughs> like, someone on What Culture was like, Leo Rush just became the ultimate heel. <laughs> Um, God. <laughs> and then, and then that's rude. It goes Leo Cock Block Rush. I was like, oh my God. I think that's hilarious. Uh, I have never been more mad for an interruption on a segment than I ever had that one, honestly. Yeah, so then Leo comes out, and I, I'm confused by Leo's character right now, and I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. I'll wait to see what happens, but he, he came out, and he wasn't his normal happy, cocky self. He was very, like, down. He was very, like, sad. And he was like, all right. Finn, whatever, like, I'm here to, uh, I'm here to talk to you because, like, you don't deserve to be the champ. You beat me. You didn't beat Bobby. Bobby deserves to be the champ. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm out here to get Bobby a title shot. And then Finn was like, he, uh, he said, if you don't give it to me, I'll make you give it to me. And then Finn was like, oh, so you think you can beat me for the title? And Leo was like, what, what, what? And Finn was like, oh, so you want a title shot right now? Leo was like, no, 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 I want Bobby to have a title shot. He's like, nope, I heard you. You want a title shot. Let's do a title shot. I was like, okay, cool. And then Leo, in full ring gear, was like, okay, let me go in the back and get ready for the match. I was like, okay, first of all, you're ready. Second of all, Alexa was just like, no, your match starts now. Like, she has that power. Who who is Alexa to say that the match is – whatever. It was a weird segment. So – so yeah, I, I'm not even. I don't know, man. Finn Balor uh, retained against Leo Rush. It was a good, good little match. Mm-hmm. Seven minutes. Uh, Leo attacked the leg of Finn. He wrestled a little like a babyface, other than attacking the limb. His like selling was pretty sympathetic. Uh, so I wonder if they're gonna eventually transform him into a babyface. I would love him to be a babyface on the on the main roster. He's a very good wrestler. I have always been a fan of Leo Rush, he's, even on, on 205. He's yeah. great. I, I really like it. Uh, but, yeah, he eventually Finn won. Not much to say about this match. Uh, we'll get back to it because there is a backstage segment with Lashley in, the, in a little bit here. Um, so then, <laughs> great segment. Backstage, the Ascension confronted Tucker. Tucker Knight. Not Tucker Knight, but Tucker Knight. I'm going to call him Tucker Knight. All night Tucker Knight. Uh 
and they wondered where Otis was and uh, figured he must be dumpster diving for cheeseburgers. This was the Ascension were terrible in this segment. I will say that Um, they called him a pig and they made a crack about him for not having a neck. Fair enough. (laughs) It really does look like he doesn't have a neck. To be fair, um, Tucker warned them to watch what they say because his little brother, apparently, I don't know if that, I don't know if they're actually saying that they're brothers or if that's just whatever, um, because his little brother, even though he may not be as educated as them, he is sensitive. Otis then showed up, which he, he showed up in what appeared to be a glitch from a video game. It looked like he walked through the wall. <laughs> Go back and watch the segment. I, I'm not even kidding. It looks like he glitched into the scene. It's really I don't know where he came from, um, but he 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 popped up and Tucker repeated everything that the Ascension said about him. Otis was displeased. He was repeating everything. So like they were like, they said you have no neck. He's like neck, <laughs> only as Otis does. Otis is fantastic. If Otis is not champion at some point, like WWE champion oh, at some wow. point. He needs to be. That's lofty. He's amazing. Uh, like, he just, like, they said you were di- uh, diving for cheeseburger. Burger! Cheese! <laughs> God, he's just so funny. Um, and then he just basically shoulder tackled them both into equipment boxes. So I guess that's their first feud. Yeah. Better than any other NXT call. I was going to say, at least they have an established feud. EC3 lost to Apollo Crews on main event this week. Awesome. Anyway, so much for that. Um, so then they recap recapped Reigns's uh, announcements. So okay, here's the backstage segment of Bobby Lashley. Lashley was pissed at Rush because Rush was supposed to get him a title match, um, but instead he got one for himself. He was super upset, and again, Leo was like super down on himself, trying like sympathetic babyface almost. Lashley wondered if he could trust him, and Rush said yes. They're teasing that split. Even though they kind of did it, but then they had they to They did not. the split at Elimination Chamber they and did, tried to walk they, it back. They, they walked it back because they needed that tag team, which I'm okay with doing a slower one because I, you can play it off like Bobby was just mad, so he hit him with a move. That wasn't necessarily the breakup. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I'm okay with that. So then we had Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman. The match never actually got underway. Yeah, this is where I stopped watching. Okay. I, I, haven't, I don't know anything else after this Ooh, Okay, so, other than the Batista thing. So, wait, you don't even know what happens in this match? No. You should have kept watching for this, probably. I was in the library. I'm just saying. So, oh, wait, was it this match? Oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't this match. It was the next match that you probably should have. Okay. I mean, I know what happened. I just didn't watch fair it enough. in a okay, lot of time. Enough. So, yeah, I mean, Braun just beat up Lashley and Strowman, basically. Or Lashley and uh, Leo. Mm-hmm. That's really what happened. Um so then backstage, this plays into what happens a little bit later. Uh, backstage, Caruso was interviewing Rollins, who promised to beat Brock at Mania. He also was thrilled about Reigns and was ready to celebrate. He figured Reigns must have must have a cold beverage waiting for him. So it was time to go burn it down, but in a different way. <laughs> Great line. Um, I'm scared about Rollins at Mania. Why is that? I fear... That Vince has his big dog back, and now he wants Roman to beat Lesnar. I really fear that. I hope that they still give Rollins the title, and the I, w- I just want the title back on TV. Mm-hmm. But I'm really scared that they're gonna hold it off till SummerSlam when Roman can beat Lesnar. I, just my fear. 
Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that some other time. Uh, so then Ric Flair finally showed up with his wife, who looked incredibly uncomfortable. It was, she was wearing, like, a robe, and she, would, she just looked awkward. She had clearly never been on TV before. It was just weird. Um, but, yeah, so they – yeah, Wendy couldn't help but look at the camera as they walked toward the arena. Anyway, so then – okay. Drew McIntyre versus Dean Ambrose. No disqualification match. First of all, <laughs> Ambrose walks out and immediately you can notice he's wearing two belts on his pants. <laughs> Which, to his credit, was a very smart kayfabe move because as the match uh, started, he took off one of his belts and used them as a weapon. Hmm. Which was really smart. I just thought it was hilarious because I was like, why on God's green earth? Is this man wearing two belts? <laughs> he does not care at all. And it's amazing. Uh, yeah. So, and Corey had a great line. He goes, and Renee, because Renee goes, is he wearing two belts? And Corey goes, I don't know. Didn't you dress him? <laughs> <laughs> and Renee just laughed and she goes, no, I didn't. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, this was a, you know, a typical big guy disqualification no disqualification match uh eventually let's see here ambrose uh kicked the leg out of mcintyre mcintyre fell into the steel steps that he was holding ambrose ran mcintyre's head into the steps when elias shows up because of the earlier segment mm -hmm. um and elias hits the guitar over ambrose's back mcintyre hit ambrose with a claymore kick in the ring for the win cool put over mcintyre because he's actually staying i'm fine mm -hmm. with that Baron Corbin's music hit. Can we talk about how he still dresses like he's the acting general manager? I like it. I, I actually enjoy it's it. It's interesting. I think it's almost like a a denial thing where he doesn't I think, <laughs> He doesn't want to. I think he still wants to be the general right, manager, right. so he's still okay. dress for the job you want, not the job <laughs> <Yeah>. you have. <laughs> I think I think that's when you it put is. it that way, it's right? amazing. <laughs> I think I that's how I like to think of it. Uh so uh Corbin and Lashley come down. And they join McIntyre, and apparently Elias is part of the Legion of Midcard now. The <laughs> Legion mid of Midcard? No, Midcard of Doom. That's what it is. The Midcard of Doom. Is that what you're calling it? That's what WrestleTalk calls it. The I love mid it. Midcard of Midcard of Doom. Thank you, Ollie Davis. Um, yeah, and so they all just started beating up on Ambrose, right? Mm -hmm. You can tell where this is going, can't you? Mm -hmm. Seth Rollins came down with a steel chair, and who follows him but the returning Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns gives Lashley a Superman punch, another to McIntyre. Rollins took Corbin out and Elias with the chair. Reigns gave Lashley a Superman punch, and Rollins stomped on Elias. Reigns uh, psyched up and nailed McIntyre with a spear. Reigns and Rollins smiled at each other. They hugged, and they left the ring. Ambrose crawled towards the middle of the ring as Ambrose and Rollins stopped to look back at him from the stage. Ambrose got on one knee, looked up, and smirked. I'm really glad that they didn't just all hug in the middle of the ring. Yep. Because while they may not completely remember that feud and what what Ambrose has said in that feud, everyone else does. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that they didn't just scrap it all. And I'm glad that they actually, you know, they're they're making. I think they're building to a Shield reunion, probably at Fastlane. I would I would assume they would do a three. A, Six man tag. I say, why not just hold that off till Mania? Because Seth is in the match with Rhett. That's very Lesnar. true, yeah. 
Um, no, the rumor is they'll do a shield match at Fastlane, mm-hmm. and then they're going to build to that six-man match at WrestleMania of Strowman, Roman, and Ambrose mm-hmm. versus Midcard of Doom. <laughs> Midcard of Doom. I think it's a great name. <laughs> uh, yeah, so great segment. I Now, I hate that Elias has been sucked into the Midcard of Doom. I hate the mid-card of Doom. <laughs> like, why are they a tag team? Why is Drew McIntyre sucked into it? The For, whole, forget everything else. Why is Drew McIntyre not the in the main The reason McIntyre picture? was with Corbin was because Corbin was the general manager and it was going to propel his career. Now there's no reason. Like, it, ugh, it's stupid. I feel like they've forgotten about McIntyre. They definitely forgot. And it 2019 sucks. was supposed to be the year of Drew McIntyre. Yeah, it sucks. Well... I feel that Roman Reigns black hole of stuff is coming back. Oh, no. <laughs> Not again. Um, <laughs> is Roman back? Yes. Everyone else doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, I don't care who wins at Mania. Roman's going to have the title eventually. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Bailey. Shove him de- to SmackDown. Bailey defeated Nia Jax. Huh? Yeah. Why? Huh? Okay, so before this before this match, they announced that Tamina and Nia were getting a tag team title shot against Bailey and Sasha at Fastlane. So the singles match makes sense. Why would you have the champion beat Nia clean when you have Tamina on the other side? First of all, Tamina's there to take the pinfalls. Second of all, why not just have Nia cheat to win to further the I don't know. This made no sense. It was a decent match because these two have good chemistry, as we saw in NXT, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't like this at all. Oh, excuse me. Okay. Now. The fun part. The fun part. Ric Flair's birthday. So I'll try to go through this as fast as possible. The ring was dressed up. Most of the roster was standing on stage. So many problems with the heels and faces just standing on the stage like it's nothing. But that's. Don't have time to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> uh so triple h and stephanie entered and you know they yeah. see that's the stroman rollins and balor are just standing there clapping for triple h it's, ah, continuity people anyway triple h said mondays are uh are hectic enough um but where when you get nights like this uh we saw oh we saw the return of roman we saw ronda leaving the title in the ring we saw becky getting arrested but all of that pales in comparison to the party for Ric Flair, who he called the greatest sports entertainer of all time. Uh, yeah, you can make an argument. Yeah, He's one of the best, for sure. He's definitely on the Mount Rushmore. Stephanie introduced uh, a couple of the guests. Shawn Michaels came out. Uh, Ricky Steamboat, who chopped a few members of the roster, which I thought was a very nice touch. Um, almost chopped Dana Brooke. Would have been hilarious. Um, apparently, Rollins fell to one knee after getting chopped. That's awesome. Angle came out next and followed by Sting. Now, this was where this the beautiful part of this all gets. So, first, I love the red herring of Becky getting arrested. Mm-hmm. Because going into this, everyone was thinking, Becky's going to crash the Flair party. Yep, Makes that's, sense. that's what I thought. Flair, or Becky gets arrested. Everyone's like, okay, she's getting arrested, but she'll break out and she'll break the party. Mm-hmm. First red herring. Second red herring. Having a return like Sting, where but he's like he he physically can't do anything. No, anymore. I know, but like 
in my mind, and uh, I've I've heard this from uh, I think it was Luke on Wrestle Talk, Luke Owen. He, we both we were like, oh, Sting, that would have been a good surprise to come out. Like his music just hits and he comes out. That would have been a good surprise. Why would they waste a surprise like that? Mm-hmm. Second red, red, herring. red herring, love it. Um, uh, where am I? Followed by Sting. Um, Sting shook hands with Bobby Roode. Makes sense, TNA. And No Way Jose. He exists still? I Right? <laughs> He's not backstage dancing. Um, so then they aired the video package for Flair, which was good. Flair called, or Stephanie called Flair the GOAT and revealed a new custom WWE World Championship title um, in the style of the big gold belt uh, just with Flair stuff on it. It was cool. Um, and then Triple H introduced Ric Flair. And his music hit. However, and everyone's standing there clapping. Rick doesn't come out. And everyone's still clapping. When they start to clap slower, and Rick and Stephanie are like looking around, like, what's happening? They cut to the back. Just a random camera. Somehow catching this man in skinny jeans and a leather jacket dragging another cameraman by the neck, <laughs> saying, You're going to want to catch this. It turns out it was Batista. This was amazing. <laughs> the crowd popped when they realized who it was. So he drags the cameraman. It cuts to that cameraman who he was dragging. And he he says, you're going to want to see this. He busts into Flair's dressing room. You could hear a commotion. And then the door opens again. And Batista comes out dragging Flair by the, by the coat. Yep. And you can see it's choking him. Flair's all red in the face. Batina, he, or Batista drops Flair on the... Flair on the floor and says, he looks at the camera and he says, hey, Hunter, do I have your attention now? And then, and then he also threw in this weird, like, huh? <laughs> it was a really weird inflection that he had. But anyway, so then Triple H sprints to the back, finds Flair. Batista is gone. Triple H is standing there yelling for a doctor, saying, where's Dave? Where'd he go? No one knows where he is. They got a doctor and they go off the air. This whole thing, that all that I just explained, took place in about two minutes. Because <laughs> I was watching this, and I was like, it's 947, or 9.57, and the birthday party's just starting. What's happening? <laughs> I was like, are they going to run over again? This segment was amazing. It was shot to perfection. All the red herrings were amazing. Mm-hmm. Because even in my head, I knew that Batista was going to be there. I saw the report that he was in Atlanta and he was going to be on Raw. I forgot about him. They did such a good job telling this story that I forgot about him. This was one of the best cliffhanger segments on Monday Night Raw. So is the story now just going to be, like, <clears throat> I do want to know, I'm assuming that he's going to come back next week and explain the reason as to why he assaulted Rick, or is there, like, an already an assumed reason why he came back assaulted there Rick? There is an assumed reason, All but right. we'll see what it is. The assumed reason was back on SmackDown 1000 when Batista said, you haven't beaten me to Triple H. Mm-hmm. Rick was the one that broke them up. Mm-hmm. There could be something like... Oh, that's right. Tri- of, oh, yeah. Trips never like, did... Stay beat. out of our business, old man type of thing. Or he's just trying to send a message to Triple H. That was the opportunity that he took. Who knows? I love this feud. <laughs> We've had two segments over the past, what? Four months? Five mm-hmm. months? And I love this feud. And I love Batista. Comes out with the blue sunglasses... 
Blutista, awesome. He's got a blue nose ring. He's got skinny jeans. All these things that we've made fun of for him in the past, he mm-hmm. comes out wearing because he's a heel now. I can't wait for this. This is going to this is going to be his retirement match. Batista's? Yes. The, he he has always said he wants one last run as a heel against Triple H. Because that's been his overarching career storyline is him versus Triple H. And I I can't wait for this because he has probably been fantasy booking this in his head for years. And he's probably working directly with Triple H for it. Mm -hmm. It's going to be phenomenal. Triple H must be really healthy after that uh, complete pec tear. Because it doesn't feel like it was that long ago when he tore that sucker. It was crown jewel. So it was like, what, late October, early November. And he's an older guy. I mean, he's not old, old, but I mean, he's up there in age. It was about the same time that Roman. Yeah, it was roughly around the same time Roman. So, four months. I, yeah. It's incredible. I mean, he is kind of a he's freak of nature. He's, he's also got another month. Right. He's also a freak of nature as well. Yeah. Him and Cena are the only people to come back from this that mm-hmm. quickly. And both are complete physical specimens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, amazing show. The bookends of the show were great. Mm-hmm. The opening and the ending for different reasons, Grand obviously. opening, grand closing. Yeah. It was phenomenal. I love the Rousey segment. Heavy machinery are great. I... Happy for Alistair Black. Scared for Ricochet. Scared for Ciampa and Gargano. Because Ciampa wasn't even on either show. He was on. The, he was standing on the stage. I'm hoping they do something where they make him heal again. Because they built him as faces last week, and I wasn't sure how I felt about that. Ciampa looked a little more heelish on the stage. That's probably his own doing. So I, Ciampa I'm, looked more heelish even when they did all the face stuff last week. True. He still does his – I love his thing where he sits on the apron and he claps really fast. Yeah. He pats himself on the back. God, it's hilarious. I love Ciampa so much. As I'm wearing it, it's a Ciampa t-shirt. It's Wednesday. Uh, all right. So, on to SmackDown. Raw was good. Raw was actually better than SmackDown this week. Huh. Really? Shocking. Haven't watched SmackDown yet, so. SmackDown was good. I watched it last night, so I recorded it and then watched it okay. afterwards. With the TV thing? Yeah, okay. YouTube TV. Amazing. Uh, sponsor us. <laughs> um, so, WWE Champion. So, they opened the show with the contract signing. Do you know what happens? Uh, Yeah. Okay. I, I know what happens. Just in this segment? A little bit. Okay. There are other. I, yeah. There's not too much that happens. On right. But I do know. Exp- I do know what happened in, okay. in this segment because I saw a bunch of stuff on Twitter, and then on the aftermath, I saw some of the tweets by uh, Xavier and uh, Biggie. Okay, fair enough. But I do know what happened in the segment. Uh, yeah. So it kind of it kind of threw me for a loop, but it it did. It actually gives me hope. So we'll get okay. Go on. It we open up at the contract signing for Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston. Daniel's already in the ring. Rowan's already sitting there. Triple H and Shane are already there. Good, awesome. Don't need those entrances. Uh, so then the, they showed clips of Kofi's debut in 2008, his classic Royal Rumble moments. Uh, clip of him winning the IC belt, winning the US belt, and then becoming a member of the New Day. Cool, putting him over career recap basically. Wasn't he a tag champ too? Yes. With not God, with not so the many, New Day. Well, they showed they showed New Day with the belts, so I guess that. Well, not well, yeah, but he was. A, yeah, wasn't he, was, he a tag champ with Evan Bourne? Evan Bourne and r Truth. That's right. There might even be one more in there. Um, but yeah, so then they Stephanie dis- discussed Kofi pinning Brian over the last uh, what the two weeks of SmackDown, mm-hmm. three weeks, something like that, in the Gauntlet match and the 
tag team match last week. And Shane said that's why Kofi gets the next title shot. And Shane noted this is Kingston's first, well, he said first WWE championship match, which, come on, Shane, literally two weeks ago he was in the chamber. Um, but single, it, single. It is his first singles championship match. Is it really? Yeah. Ever in his career? For WWE championship, yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. He deserves it. He, he very much does. But <laughs> New Day comes down to the ring, and Kofi runs out. He, they run inside, and they do their little dance. Kofi leaves the ring and high-fives everyone. It was super good. They were playing up to this super big. Uh, Kofi grabbed a mic. He cut a promo about how you guys have been awesome, chanting my name, social media, the hashtags, everything, all the shout-outs. He said this was all possible because of them, and he couldn't have done it without Xavier and Big E. Um, and uh, so that – and. I think the best part about this segment was that Brian didn't react to nothing, to anything. He just sat there the whole time. <laughs> he had a slight reaction during the next part that we're going to talk about. But that's about it. Like, he just sat there the whole time, just straight-faced. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was amazing. I don't know if it was good or bad that he wasn't selling anything. It was amazing. Um, so then uh, Brian signed the contract, and Kofi was about to sign the contract. But in wrestling world, when you hear someone's music, you have to freeze. <laughs> it's like freeze tag. Vince McMahon's music hits. No chance. Because that, that's a good good summary of what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vince comes out and says, it's my job as the COO. Or the, is he the C- He's the owner, commissioner, whatever he is. It's my job to give you the best box office and the highest competition that you can ever – that you guys uh, – you know that you guys deserve so he said uh kofi i'm sorry but uh you're not really that guy so i'm replacing you and i'm replacing you with kevin owens a returning kevin owens comes out it got a mixed reaction people popped for owens but then they realized what was happening and they started booing um so the fans broke out into a kofi chant owens sat down in a seat stared down with uh brian uh, and Kingston, uh, Kofi and the New Day just kind of, like, walked away. Uh, Biggie and Xavier were furious, just chant. They literally, I think they just kept yelling 11 years. <laughs> but they were like, how could you do this to him after 11 years? How could you, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and Owens signed the contract. So it's official. Daniel versus Kevin Owens at Fastlane. I like this. Because this play this plays into real life so hard. So everyone wants Kofi versus Brian. Yep. WWE were like, LOL, here's it here it is at Fastlane. <laughs> and then the reports came out that it was going to be Brian versus Owens at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And because Vince doesn't think Kofi is main event caliber. <laughs> so now you have a real life Vince McMahon come out and say, Kofi, you're not main event caliber. I'm pulling you out of this match. Here's Kevin Owens. It's phenomenal. <laughs> I think that's amazing that they're literally just playing into real life. And so now this gives me hope that they'll do something where Kofi will get his title match at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I personally do not believe he's going to win, unfortunately. I think Brian is good, and I think Brian needs to hold that belt for a while. But we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. But I absolutely love this segment. And I love the story that they're doing. I really do. Like, I'm 
I'm surprised at how much credit I'm giving WWE this week. I was going to say, this is... I need to check if you're honestly feeling better, it's if you're all, still sick. Or... They, it's all because they hired Bruce Pritchard. I can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> uh, Bruce Pritchard is back on creative, and I don't know how I feel about that. We'll see. We'll see how it works. Apparently, it's working. I <laughs> oh, I hate, I hate it. So then we had the bar come out. And the bar were originally scheduled to face... Well, it was supposed to be Cesaro versus Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. A singles match. The bar come out, and they're like, and the, and the announcers are saying they are preparing for tag team action. And I was like, oh, okay, we're just going to get DIY versus the bar again. All of a sudden, Jeff Hardy's music starts playing. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and they show the Titantron, and it says, Hardy Boys. And Matt and Jeff come out. <laughs> Not even Broken Matt. Like it was regular. just version one Matt. Really? It was version one Matt? It was literally, he had black pants on. <laughs> it was just version one. His hair wasn't puffed out. It was wet. It was version one Matt. What? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, he was on Raw when he left. Why? And now, I, oh and now my he God. went back to version and one. And now he's not woken anymore. I, <laughs> my head hurts. <laughs> Okay, so the story about this is their contracts are up in 11 days. Who, the Hardys? The Hardys, because they signed a two-year deal when they came back mm-hmm. uh, two years ago. Now, apparently, there's a clause. There's basically an option, like in you know, professional Mutual sports. option, wrestler option, company, company option. option. Okay. Um, and the company, but they get a pay raise if they if they pick if up they the come up to that third so, option. Third so if the option. company picks them up, yes. they get more money in the and option. And apparently, they are upping on that deal oh so they're gonna they're taking the obviously they don't want the hardys to go to AEW, right because they do have a history unlike anyone else they have a history with the young bucks so they don't want them leaving i'm sure they they will pick up that yeah they had a feud in ring of honor oh okay yeah great feud woken universe everything uh so yeah uh no explanation why this was changed from cesaro or yeah from cesaro cesaro gargano say that three times fast uh, the commentators might have mentioned it in passing. The bar was surprised when it's the Hardys uh, that come out, which plays into the theory that the bar can never beat a team that they don't have time to prepare for. <laughs> Literally, anytime they play, they fight a team that they don't have time to prepare for, they lose. <laughs> it's a real thing. I'll show you the video later. It's a real theory. Anyway, yeah, the Hardys win. And then not much of a show. Uh double twist of fate basically and get the pin oh twist of fate into a swanton i guess but yeah i heard matt looks in great shape he looks very lean he looks in great shape for his age (laughs) and for what he looked like before and for that injury that he had exactly apparently his pelvis is fusing with his hip or his back is fusing with his pelvis i mean Mm -hmm. um but he he looked good apparently it was fine he's still wrestling stiff i don't think that's gonna change but he looks physically great so cool i who knows what was gonna happen with that um in the back we had alistair black and ricochet watching from a good angle by the way i must say it was a real angle in the i like how they like how they specify it's a good angle uh, they didn't even specify i'm saying like it was it it was normal people watching a television screen lana interrupted and she said she doesn't see anything special with ricochet and she thinks black looks ordinary they promised to prove her wrong and defeat Nakamura and Rusev. Literally, uh, Ricochet said, I love when people hate because I get I love the face when I prove them wrong. 
and then black said i may look ordinary but my tattoos tell the story of my life or something like that they're gonna run that into the ground probably um so then they announced the next entrance into the hall of fame honky tonk man nice cool uh united states champion r-truth comes out with carmelo and he says growing up i had one hero in the wrestling business and that was john cena <laughs> now first of all our truth is older than john cena yes <laughs> so it's fine we'll, we'll run with it uh truth said he's going to honor his hero john cena and he's going to bring back the united states championship open challenge and it starts in seven seconds after this dance break <laughs> they do their dance break andrade comes out with Zelina vega and as he's walking to the ring Suddenly, Rey Mysterio's music hits, <laughs> and he attacks Andrade from behind, runs into the ring, but then Andrade runs into the ring. And R-Truth is like, whoa, 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 whoa. what's happening? <laughs> Only one of you can answer this. Like, what's happening? And then he goes, you know what? I got to ask myself, what would John Cena do? <laughs> <laughs> this, I'm telling you, Truth was amazing in this segment. <laughs> I have to go back and watch this. You need to watch this segment and the match because... I'll get to it in a second. But Carmella goes, What would well, John Cena do? It gets, Carmella goes, Well, John would face both of them. And, J and Truth goes, Damn, he's brave. <laughs> Truth is an icon. Truth is amazing right now. Oh my gosh. I, is it bad that I forgot he was US champion too? Everyone did. Everyone. All the reviews I watched were like, holy shit, our truth is champion. Oh, this segment was great. And then he finally said, okay, I'll face you both. Our we'll truth is an threat. icon living. Oh my God. <laughs> Just an icon living. Honestly. So, the triple threat starts. Andrade nails Mysterio with a dropkick to start the match. So then, uh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> This match was incredible. Uh, Mysterio attempted a diving slide into a splash, like his penguin slide. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Andrade drop kicked him out of the air <laughs> during the splash. What? Okay, Mysterio gave Andrade a hurricane rana off of Truth's shoulders. Oh. <laughs> Truth had Andrade up on his shoulders, and Ray did a hurricane rana. It was incredible. Uh, that was an earfall. Andrade recovered, hit a double knees on Mysterio. Hit or missed the double knees on Truth. Truth gained control. Hit a splash on Andrade. Truth then, he then, so he hits a, a stinger splash in the corner, right? Mm -hmm. He then does a back body drop in the middle of the ring. He then looks at the crowd, raises his hand, <laughs> and I shit you not, he hits the five knuckle shuffle. Oh my god! Is his just is his gimmick just? A John Cena mimic? Well, he went for a pin after the five-buckle shuffle. It was a kick out. But then he picks him up on his shoulders, oh and he tries to go for the A. It gets broken up. I love this gimmick. I, we're gonna Is his gimmick literally just a John Cena impersonator he's a now? He's fanboy at this point, and it's amazing. I, we're going to get to it. And he's it. older than John Cena? There's a theory going There's around. There's a theory? There's a theory. We'll get to it. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. Mysterio set up both Truth and Andrade for the 619. He hit the move on Andrade. But mm -hmm. Truth avoided at the last second and rolled up Mysterio for the win. It was actually great. Like, Truth actually looked like a good champion. All right. And it basically protected everyone. Mysterio was caught off guard. Andrade was hit with a finisher, so he was out. Mm -hmm. It was perfect. It was great. After the match, Andrade tried to attack Mysterio. Mysterio countered into the 619. 
but Andrade escaped before he could hit the move. Awesome. Continue that feud. I love it. I want to see this match again. It was incredible. Here's the theory. <laughs> oh, God. Truth can build a WrestleMania match calling out John Cena, much like Cena did last year with The Undertaker, right? Oh, Cena God. never shows up, never says anything. Gets to WrestleMania, realizes Cena isn't coming. He says, okay, that's fine. I'll just do an open challenge. Cena comes out. <laughs> Truth could build this feud without John Cena. I'm telling you it could work. I want it to happen. So would it be babyface, babyface? Yeah. Okay. And Cena could just win the title back, and he could just – it'd be fine. He could move it to Raw. It'd be fine. And Truth just continues doing dance breaks. I think All it would be incredible. <laughs> I, think this, I think it would be incredible. What would – WWJ, uh, JCD. What would John Cena do? <laughs> Damn, he brave. God, it was just so good. Okay. I want that on a t-shirt. Oh, so earlier, I forgot we even... So, after the contract signing, Kevin Owens was backstage with Stephanie and Shane, and they... He said, um, I'm grateful for the opportunity, but I want to... I want to face Brian and Rowan tonight in a tag match. And I want my partner to be the man who deserves a title shot just as much as me, Kofi Kingston. It was really strange. It was very babyface of Kevin. It seems, from what I saw on the internet, a lot of people want to see this babyface dynamic of Kevin Owens. I want to uh, very Same. much. And I think he is. And we'll get to why uh, in a little bit. But I think he is. So that match was made official. Uh, Kevin Owens and Kofi versus Brian and Rowan. So then Charlotte Flair came down to the ring. She cut a very good promo. She flubbed her lines about twice, mm -hmm. but other than that, this promo was amazing. I think Charlotte is a fantastic heel promo. Um, she noted that Vince McMahon changed the main event of Fastlane, and she said it, she, he made it better by replacing Kofi with Kevin Owens. That got a boo. Um, it's almost as important as when Vince granted her the WrestleMania main event over Becky Lynch. She recapped Becky getting arrested and Rousey laying down the title at Stephanie's feet. Flair said she knows her lane and does what she's asked to do. She said she'd never lay down the title like Rousey did last night. And Flair believes Lynch and Rousey fear her. Flair feels fears no one. Flair then commented on Rousey, or showed comments that Rousey made in November, and Rousey was saying how uh, if a champion couldn't defend the title, they should step aside. Flair promised to show up on Raw so that Vince could crown her as the new Raw Women's Champion. So that, to me, was kind of confirmation that Rousey actually relinquished the title. Mm -hmm. Super weird. So we have a vacant title going into Mania. Kayfabe For now, For I now. mean, they could do a match at Fastlane. Rousey, Rousey just wins it back or something. I don't know. I, they, they could do something. I'm very interested by the storyline. This makes me want to watch Raw yeah. so much. Yeah, they, so. Added, they added the wrinkle that was needed to what was about to become a very bland, watered-down Stone Cold mm -hmm. revival. Yeah. So, uh, this mat, this next match made me uh, had to. I had to change my pants after. That. <laughs> 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 we had Alistair Black and Ricochet taking on Nakamura and Rusev, and wouldn't you know it, my two favorite wrestlers in the world started this match, and it was amazing. Literally, this is the only part of the match I'm actually going to go over. Of course it they is. They started off grappling, and Nakamura did the thing where he, like, drives them into the ropes, and mm -hmm. then he puts his head on their stomach and, like, waves their hands. Oh, yeah. And then Alistair, like, reversed it. Nakamura, 
Nakamura like kind of reversed whatever he was trying to do next, mm-hmm. and Nakamura goes, "Ikeme." And I then lo- I love that part so much. It, it's great. Alistair went after Nakamura. They did it, you know, the Irish whip stuff, whatever they do off the rope. Mm-hmm. Alistair rolled over his back. Nakamura went for a head kick. <laughs> Alistair dodged the kick by just sitting down, crossing. <laughs> it was amazing. This whole <laughs> I need to see this feud. I like I these are the two best strikers like almost in the world, oh definitely God. in WWE. They're my two favorite wrestlers. You are geeking so hard right now, and it's Ah, very funny. I didn't realize how much I need to see this match. (laughs) I need to see this match. Uh, But, yeah, this was a better match than the Revival match because both teams looked good. But, again, it was the heels working over Ricochet so that Black could come in. And save the day. Uh, The ending was also very awesome where Nakamura hit Black with the reverse exploder suplex. Went for the Kinshasa. Black stood up and hit a... Uh, black mass. Black mass. I like how the black mass is now becoming the new RKO out of nowhere. Yeah, and it's amazing. <laughs> I love it. I personally. love it because it's a great finisher. And yes, uh, they won. Awesome. And cool, cool, cool. And any reason more where I get to hear Alistair's music, I'm sold. His entrance is amazing, and I love Ricochet's. It, I love them both. Uh, Caleb Braxton was then interviewing AJ Styles on the back, and Styles said he was happy to hear about Roman Reigns. Hey, uh, I just thought of something. No. Nah. The hell ever happened to JoJo? That's a great question, actually. Because it just hasn't been explained that why Mike Rome all of a sudden is just like, oh yeah, here we, here I am. I wasn't a fan of JoJo as an announcer. Yeah, she was a decent backstage interviewer, but yeah, she's just kind of gone. Yeah, what what happened to JoJo? Uh, yeah. Uh, so Braxton said people believe Styles is in a slump for the first time in his career. Um, his standards keep pushing him to be the best. Recently. He wasn't at his best, and he noted he couldn't stop Daniel Bryan, and he is partly to blame. He said he's going to pick himself up and take on the next challenger. He's going to prove that this is the house that AJ Styles built. Randy Orton interrupted. Of course. They're definitely building that They are doing that match. Uh, He questioned AJ Styles and walked away. Then we have Lacey Evans. Wait, wait. And she's gone. Okay. Uh, I hate that. It's stupid. <laughs> so then we had the main event, Kofi Kingston, Kevin Owens versus Daniel Bryan and Rowan. This was very good. It was Bryan cowering away from the other two, tagging in Rowan whenever he was in trouble, basically. Mm. Um, Rowan doing the dirty work. Um, so uh, the story was that Kofi – should have been salty at Kevin, but he wasn't. He was being very professional and still wrestling the match. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Kevin Owens Kevin Owens hit a pop-up powerbomb, and Daniel kicked out. And then a few seconds later, Kevin Owens pulled out a Stone Cold Stunner and pinned Daniel Bryan off of the Stunner. Okay. So in my head, that's his new finisher, and he's a babyface. You can't. You have to be a babyface if you use the stunner. That's just how wrestling works now, right? Because Stone Cold. But yeah, I, I don't. I like them pinning Brian to make it, to make them feel important. But they've done it a lot. They've done it almost too much recently. Yeah. I think pinning Rowan in this case would have been better. I don't know. I think there's. I wasn't too happy about it, but I mean, yeah. I, not too much to say about that match. It was good. Kofi's amazing. He's still very over. Daniel's amazing. 
Yeah, that's all I can say about it. Good SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, nothing too noteworthy except for the Kevin Owens thing. Uh, but great show as always. I loved it. I gave that. I gave this one a three out of five because it didn't blow me out of the water. I think Raw had some pretty big expectations coming <laughs> off of it. So, uh, yeah. Overall, I think I gave Raw four and a half out of five because that middle lacked. Although ah, they always say if there's three three big things that it's a five out of five show. That's kind of the standard. I, I you know what? I'll give it a five. It was a great show. You almost have to give it a five just for Roman. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> just for Roman and then Batista was amazing and Ronda. Yeah. But other than that, that's all I got for today. You wanna do it? You wanna say anything? Any plugs? No, I wish I would have watched SmackDown. Yeah, I think but you I had, should. I had that night class. So that's I, fair. I think you should go back and watch it. Oh well. I gotta go. What time is it right now? It's two fourteen. Oh good, I have enough time to go pull uh Oh yeah. I need to I need I need I have some debts to, well, not debts to repay, but I have <laughs> things to email. Fair enough. Want to take us out? Sure can. First round KO, Anchor and iTunes. Hey, Michaela, thanks for the shout out while you're over there just kicking it overseas. Shout out. Um, On Twitter, follow us at FRKO Podcast. Follow Kyle at Olsen2K18. Follow myself at Moore underscore seven. Links in the description. Special shout out again to UW Whitewater. I do not deserve all the praise <laughs> that I'm getting right now, but boy, am I glad I'm getting it. Thank you so much. All right, in the next episode, Kyle, what the hell are we talking about the next episode? Next episode, baseball? I would assume Harper is going to make his decision Supposedly by the time we Supposedly he's making one by the end of the week. Hopefully. Last, last report I just got said that the Giants are talking 10 years, almost, 300 mil. We should almost hold off and try to do it Friday night. I'll or be. something like that. I'll, I'll, I'll be here. Maybe we'll see. But yeah, Thursday or Friday, we'll do. We, another I mean, we do have we do have bops on Friday. Talk baseball. We might talk. I I don't know. There's gonna be wrestling news. Yeah. We'll talk. We'll we'll figure whatever yeah. news comes up. I mean, we do have bops too. So that's true. Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Talking about Nick Foles. Yep. He just got actually released. So cool. Yep, they well, not released. Uh, they they, they not elected not to tag him. Yeah. Anyway, that's what we're talking about. Until next time. We'll catch you when we shock the system. Since day one-ish. I don't mean to come off as egotistic, but... Consequence on the same side, she's a stranger. She a California living con, yeah, sipping choke, blowing candy, flipping sunshine vibe. Flew out for the show, had to pull her out the road. Now she hoping I could change her life, but I think we need to slow it down.
Text sent, now it's off to the set list. Cry wild, but I couldn't neglect it. From a row, she was sitting there wild, feeling that, feeling that vibe. Brought her backstage to the lights. Told me she was trying to get wild. Told her my plans for the night. Warning signs on my mind, but I 